0: Honestly, would think that the Ten Commandments wouldn't be a a big deal, and you think everybody would kind of go by the Ten Commandments. But a lot of times, I think that we have, as ministry, failed to really break down and talk about what the Ten Commandments is, because Jesus really condensed it when he talked about loving the Lord thy God with all the heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love thy neighbor as thyself 50 to 70 years ago that could have been preached in such a way that um, we didn't necessarily have to go through and talk about the significance of what each commandment is and means but I think in the time that we're living in now when the lines have been blurred so bad that black has become white and white has become um black and there's such a gray area it is very needful that we actually break down some of this stuff and just make it plain and this has been my attempt through this is to try and make it plain of what some of this stuff means and if you've been wondering why I've been endeavoring to actually push and go through this this is exactly why and uh, so we're going to go to the next one. Brother Jakin. go this way and shut this door. Um, the next one on our list today is Exodus 20 and 15. And you do not have to stand. It's just only four words here. And, and we've been done at our opening prayer. So we'll just read it and go right into this. Thou shall not steal. Exodus 20:15. 15. Thou shalt not steal. Now, <clears throat> just to make sure we repeat this. we would think that people would know the Ten Commandments but honestly sometimes we just we not just take for granted we do but they're in its simplest form no other gods before God no graven images don't take the name of the Lord in vain remember the Sabbath day keep it holy honor your father and mother do not murder do not steal do not um, commit adultery do not lie do not covet I actually mixed these two up somehow on my process, and I done the adultery one last week and should have been doing a steal, and swapped them around, and that was my bad, but if you go in order of them, um, the it is seven and eight, so today we're going to talk about the seventh one, last week we talked about the eighth one, I apologize for that, I did flop them around the other way. But our relationship with God and men are so important. Part of the reason we have such a breakdown in our society at this moment is that um, God gave us the Ten Commandments because... um, he wants us to be right with each other. He wants us to be in right with Him. And today we're going to continue with our um, study on this and we're going to talk about do not, about not stealing. It's just simply, we're just going to call it stealing if you don't care here. So let me just double check something here. I want to make sure. No, actually, I got it wrong there. So stealing is after adultery. I thought I had that right. Y'all forgive me. Um, yeah, I'm not. What are y'all supposed to correct me out there, okay? After I said it, I was like, you know, I know I didn't have that wrong. That's why I was, hey, let's just go to the book and open it up and make sure. I've got it my list there wrong. So there we go. We're right. Now I don't feel as crazy as I did. Crazy for not catching it before I said it. So. Hey, it's life. And that's one thing I have tried to be and show is I am human. And um, I know there's a lot of pastors that would like to portray themselves as not human. And, well, I'm human. If you're looking for that perfect pastor, then I'm not him. I feel like I'm the perfect man for marrying, but not the perfect man. So, anyway. Um, but these commandments are so important to God. Today we're going to look at the fourth of the six commandments that deal with that relationship with mankind i would dare say every one of us or at least our children have broken this eighth commandment thou shalt not steal when you was young or your kids as young remember walking out of the convenience store with a candy bar in my hand and mom saying Where did you get that? (laughs) I didn't know where I picked it up at. (laughs) I just remember walking out and having a candy bar in my hand. But mom, she promptly marched me back into the store, had me to apologize, and then pay for the candy bar. And that's coming out of your allowance, right? Bethany was one of the worst in the world as a little girl. (laughs) She were so, so bad, and you know how it is, kids. You know you're gonna hand them something to keep them entertained. And uh, the last two Fridays, we've actually um, Bethany and had things to do, and we've we've took Corbin with us. And it's bad taking your grandchild shopping. I promise you, it's, you end up buying more stuff than you need. But I remember, Bethany being in that that seat in that cart and to keep her occupied sometimes would hand her things or she'd reach out and grab something. And I cannot count the times we'd get outside of Walmart only to realize she's picked up something at the checkout aisle and it was still in her hands. A majority of times it was, it was either a, a phone card or a prepaid card or something, you know, the cards you get, the, the gift cards for whatever it is, you know. She had them in her hand. So we couldn't just go back and pay for them so we'd have to go back in and say ah, look this is what happened we were not trying to steal it but <clears throat> she could have gotten away with it we could have gotten away with it but you know I, I I can remember getting that candy bar I probably didn't even couldn't even spell commandment I know Bethany couldn't a lot of them times couldn't even spell commandment but we had broken eighth commandment and I'm sure you've been there too many times but um and here's the thing, <clears throat> we can talk about this, but really, what is stealing? <clears throat> now, so many believe that stealing is wrong, but what they do is not really stealing. They get quiet. We believe it's wrong, but yet, it's okay for us to do it in certain ways. And what about us, you and me? Are, are we guilty of breaking this commandment? Are we thieves? So let's just hit the obvious first, and this is the easy one. It's, um, you know, somebody's throwing a baseball. It's just that fastball straight down the middle. You just got to hit it head on, right? And it's no nothing tricky. It's just straight on. And it's just simply you should not. Steal somebody else's stuff, the property. I remember <clears throat> I was deer hunting, and I, I parked by this old electrical place, and I had had probably my old plastic toolbox. Didn't have the key. Didn't ever lock it. Didn't think nothing about it. And um, I was deer hunting, and I heard something out by my truck. Didn't think a lot about it. I could just hear something. Kept slamming over and over and over. What is that? Well, I get back to my truck and my toolbox, this old plastic box on the S10 truck is just sticking up in the air, and I thought, surely nobody's got in there. And somebody, sure enough, had got in my truck and tucked my toolbox that I kept in there. You know, three or $400 worth of Craftsman tools. I was so mad. You ever had something stolen from you? It just makes you so mad. So mad. And I remember being so frustrated. The young man, wasn't real old. Um, and Sister Cheryl was married or maybe fix to get married, one or the other. And I remember looking at the tar tracks, and I, I looked for tars to match that track for so long, I just, I want to find somebody stole my tools. I just feel so violated. Uh, But L.J. Harry said in his book that a lot of this stuff has come from ten words. He said, Have you ever sat in the driver's seat of your car frustrated because you couldn't find your keys? It's your car. You send a generous contribution every month to the bank to remind them you and your car are still there. Your name is on the restoration. Your name is linked to the license plate. But without a three-inch metal key or key fob, you're not going anywhere in your car. See, locks and doors and keys for cars, they're just simple reminders that we live in a fallen world. And I think this is one reason we need to do things like I've been doing with these Ten Commandments to just break it down because we just, we look for, we, we try to cut corners, we try to do this and that to the point that if we're not careful, we cut things so much that uh, we're, we're breaking commandments and we don't even realize it. And, but when it, you know, how about passwords? We live in a digital age. I have a place I keep multiple passwords that I have. You ever try to log on to something you don't have a password? Or you get emails or text messages, and nowadays it's even worse. Maybe you don't, but I get text messages, emails all the time saying, well, your Amazon account has been locked, and this isn't. Never reply to those. Just let me tell you that. Don't reply to that if you get a text message, email. Go straight to that account. Log in, see if you're, lock, if you're locked out. That's the best thing to do. You don't know how many people they scam. On the way here, one of uh, the kids from the church, not here today, I'm sure it's one them And say, hey, send me your cash out. And I know there's a real thing called cash out. I don't have it, but they're like, want me to send something back to them so they can probably get something from me. And But it's amazing that some websites won't let you use a password with your name in it. Or a password that you've used before. You've got to have at least one capital letter. A lowercase letter. Some special character. A number. And then you've got to pick some pictures. How many boxes contain stoplights or fire hydrants or whatever. To, to be able to prove that you're not even a computer. That you're a real person. To get into something that, that's supposed to belong to you. But sadly, there are people who try to steal my information so they can steal my money, and unfortunately they they have, and I'm sure they have you too. We had maybe a thousand dollars worth of gas we spent in lawful and we, what is even there. Thank goodness that I got it all back, everything but I sat at the bank for it for an hour and a half going through each document where they'd spend just like ninety nine dollars or. Just keeping it up for hitting some kind of limit. And I said, there for hours, got it all back. But somebody still lost out because somebody was stealing. And we think to ourselves, have they not read the Bible? Do they know that stealing's wrong? It's the eighth commandment, it's wrong. And we get frustrated with this stuff. In this book, Tables of Stone for Modern Living, Randall Denny wrote, When a man steals, he pays the high price of his integrity in order to have possessions. And this is what happens. Somebody loses their integrity. Now, we don't have a lot of people. There's people that integrity is just not something you see all the time. And, and I, you know, in churches we think that we shouldn't have to go through this stuff. And this is just basic right here. This is simple. You just don't steal people's stuff. But we have doors, locks, and all this stuff to keep people from doing it. Because when somebody steals something from somebody else, they gain someone else's money at the cost of their own morality. And we live in an era, an era where morality is not a big thing as it used to be. And today we need to understand that morality is far more valuable than any money or possession that you may get from somebody else. Our morality is one of the most important things we can have. And the children of Israel, they... Um, we, we see them. They had, had been slaves and men who they weren't skilled at swinging a sword and had just brought down one of the most protected walls, the impassable city of Jericho. They just crossed over. and Nobody would even think of going against Jericho because it was surrounded by double walls and just fortified, just strong. And when the walls fell down and they march in, they were given one basic rule here. Don't take anything. Don't take anything. Just go fight, win, then get out of there. I mean, take the stuff, but you can't have it. This is for God. There's ten cities. There's a simple principle here. There's ten cities. The first one was God's stuff. In the other nine, then they was allowed to take that stuff. That's just a simple principle of tithing. But the bottom line is, look, this is the battle plan. You go in, you destroy the city, you get the stuff and bring it out, but that's not yours, that's mine. Simple, simple plan, it's not yours. There was not to be any treasure, no plunder for yourself, you're just going to get this for the kingdom. But Achan, he had a better ideal, right? Anybody remember Achan? Why his buddies and buddies were celebrating the fact that we, hey, the walls fell down, God delivered this. He found a nice suit. And he found some money. And he went. It was a jackpot. He went and he hid it in the, under his tent. And Achan thought, they won't miss these. I deserve these. So he stole them. Nobody but God saw Achan steal those. The garment, the silver, and the gold. But God did see him. And God did remember. And Israel's next battle was given. Was a given. No way we can lose this. It's just a little AI. Let's just don't send as many people in there. Let's just go in there. It's an easy win, okay? Easy win. But it didn't go that way. And they came running back in defeat. Joshua's like, Lord, what is going on? Begin to ask God what was wrong. And God told him, hey, there's sin in the count, Achan. Or Joshua, the sin account. got everybody lined up. And we know the story. If you don't, just this paraphrased version of it. He lined everybody up. And everybody come through to ask him to give praise and worship to God. And he got the Achan. It fell on Achan. Achan confessed what had happened. But by the end of this story, Sister Janet, over 30 innocent Israelites, soldiers had lost their life because this man had stolen. And Achan and his entire family died just because Achan said, you know what? I think I'll do some shoplifting today. I think I'll get something that's not mine. I think I'll get some clothes and this cash. And even if the other people have nicer things and they drive nicer cars than us, they live in bigger houses, the scripture still says, thou shalt not steal. Now I know that seems simple, but it seems like in a day and hour we have to kind of say this stuff. Now, I don't think I'm looking at people out here. I don't think there's an issue with us here, but somebody may hear this or, or we might make sure we let our kids know this, you know. But if it's our favorite phone out there, it's out of your price range, we need to do what's right. Save up. Don't drink as many pops. Put some money up. Do beans and rice for a little bit. Save some money. Big Dave Ramsey for a little bit. Get some, and then pay for it. Right. Don't go steal it. Because here's the thing. Even if they don't see you, even if somebody don't see you, cameras don't see you, if you sneak out, you get it to wherever you want it, the Lord goes to and fro looking. He sees everything that we can do. I understand this principle at 12 years old. Me and my brother and my cousin and a couple more guys, the six of us, I think. We we went to jail for this. <laughs> Twelve years old, stand for the judge, we broke into Charleston School. Just right down from my house. And uh, three younger boys, three older. The three older boys had done made a deal with um, their drug buddy, that they was going to st- steal a bunch of stuff and that's going to pay off the drugs that They had purchased. We didn't realize that. But all of a sudden, we got in there, and they're, like, dragging out all this stuff. And, well, I stole a calculator. I didn't need I needed eighth eighth grade. I needed a calculator. So I stole it. And it was something else. I don't remember what it was. But I promise you, we got caught. I spent three hours in jail. (laughs) Juvenile detention. And nothing they could say or do could take the place what Daddy done. I had bruises from here to here. my brother didn't have none on him. I went first, and he started whipping my brother. I was twelve, he was sixteen. He stopped on my brother because he said, "I'm getting mad, I better quit now, or I won't quit. My brother will let you know that they hurt him worse, seeing me have the bruises more than he did because it was his fault. you know I just kind of side with over that but I understand that. I, I've been that thief. And that's really a few times like that in my life. But uh, we thought we got away with it. We had fun. We was camping out that night. We went back and had, had a blast that night, you know. But no, it didn't work that way. The husband, wife, which is kin to me, uh, the one who's making the drug deal with the three older boys, called and let mom and dad know before the cops found out. Anyway. There's a rest You'll have to pay for it one way or another. You may get away with it here. But God in heaven sees absolutely everything and every time we steal. And our sacrifice, we we can't sacrifice our integrity, which cannot be bought for something that can. We need to heed to the words of that, this eighth word, we shall not steal. And the first way someone steals is simple, which is, this is what I've been talking about. You just take somebody's stuff, you know. We just pick it up. We do it. Or whatever the case. You may, you may plan it out, but you steal somebody's stuff. But the second way, it's a little bit more of a curveball, you know. And it's a little trickier, but it still is true. The second way we can steal is by cheating. Okay? Now, this is where it's going to get a little more touchier. And, and sometimes we got to understand... These scriptures, when we talk about thou shalt not in the, uh, the Ten Commandments, there's more than just being cut and dry. There's deeper stuff that we need to look at this stuff. Because nowadays, if, if Moses was writing this, uh, writing this Eighth Commandment in this century that we're living in now, uh, there would probably be a chapter in there about not cheating on your homework and your taxes. Right? cheating on homework was temptation when we were small and teachers would walk around watching. Sometimes they'd even put the folders up to keep us from looking. It wasn't exactly like the, the wall of Jericho, but it was big enough to keep us from looking on somebody else's paper or them looking on ours, you know. And But the thou shalt not steal includes stealing answers from somebody else. Now, we need to teach this to our kids. But when we get A little farther in school, you know, I I remember it. There's answers in the back of the book. At least every other one. So you can go fill it out like that. It's still stealing. You're stealing the answer. Well, that's a little petty, is it? We found out that Bethany was doing her math, and she's zipping through, you know, because she's all this fast person. And all of a sudden we get to a certain age, Cheryl's homeschooling, and she doesn't know how to do math. So we're sitting in hours beating her head. It was not till she got older we finally figured out she can do math well now. The reason she's zipping through this stuff because she's going to the back of the, the, the homeschool book and copying the answers. <laughs> well, she was stealing the answers and became a dummy with not knowing how to do math. We think we're doing something, but in, and we can't ever do right by doing wrong. Thank God she's learned how to do math since then. And not by cheating. She learned it the right way. And L.J. Hare in his book, he said, As parents and guardians, we need to make sure our kids understand thou shalt not steal includes, but it's not limited to, thou shalt not write answers on thine hand, type them in thy phone, or in the exam cometh. Thou shalt not share thy homework with thy classmates, permit them to share their... There is with, with thee, thou shalt not steal answers off their test, thou shalt not write the name, their name at the top of their paper, your paper, and print it off or email it to your teacher. <laughs> because it's still stealing. But, we know that Jesus didn't cheat. And as Christians, we can't cheat. And not cheating does it end after graduation. Alright? When we graduate, cheating does you know, not cheating then, it still operates today. And I mentioned taxes. RS.gov is more popular than YouTube. And accountants at tax time don't know how to sleep because they can't because they're trying to help fix everybody's grinding around everything. And, and every year we as Americans were tempted to cheat because, well, really very few are caught on taxes. And we think, well, what's the big deal? One tax report, one report shows that tax fraud costs $100 billion. Taxes are high, I agree. Maybe we need the money more than the government does. We, Well, they keep passing bills. I don't know what we'll do, but anyway, that's another story. But it doesn't make a wrong right. Nobody likes to pay taxes, but... We must do things right and fair. Because it's all a part of renting to Caesar the things that Caesars, according to Matthew 22 and 21. So to be honest, we need to be honest on our taxes. We need to be honest on our financial things. Need honest our kids need to be honest, and we need to be honest with the things we do. Um, the guy I work with, I don't know if he still does it, but used to, he paid a lot of ties the other year, according to the taxes. But he never gave give nothing to the church, but he would write down he paid a lot of tithes so he could get a tax deduction. Him and his wife was legally separated into the courthouse, although they're happily married together, I suppose. But they get more money showing that they're legally separated than get more money from their taxes. Does that make it right? No, it's wrong. And as a child of God, we've got to be careful of that. And um, he can... If we do things right, it keep us out of trouble with the IRS. But more importantly, to keep us having a, a good name. Let, let's go farther. Thou shalt not steal at work. <laughs> just because it's lying there, not being used, don't just take it home because you need it. Ask the boss if you can have it or buy it. Most likely, if it's just laying there not being used, they may give it to you or at least sell it to you cheap. Just don't take it. I've, I've been there. I worked in a machine shop, and there's been many times that I need a certain boat or something I've been tempted to just throw it in my pocket, and but hey, the majority of the time, I say, hey, I found this, or I need this. I'll take it. Don't worry about it. know. Yeah. During a bank teller's orientation, they show video videos of bank tellers who got a little behind on their bills. They begin to take money out of the drawers here and there until the police came and visited them at work. He said, look, let's go to jail. It happens all the time. And stealing from work, it's as old as for sure we know Judas. According to John 12 and 6, when nobody was looking around, Judas reached into the bag and pulled out some money for himself. The Word of God. So we know this is a common thing that's, that's happened all through time. So it's just a little bonus. Judas thought nobody was looking, but Jesus knew. And it Jesus didn't seem him steal it. He still knew. And John has forever recorded now that Judas, as a man who stole missions money, that's even worse, missions money. And if we handle money, other person's money, we need, it, we need to have integrity with what we're doing. Maybe we might be behind on your bills at home or whatever. Now, I'm going to tell a story that some of you may know, and I don't know if you even know who it is or what, but we've not sold cookbooks here in a long time. You ever notice that? It's my because my wife has an issue with it because we sold cookbooks several years ago, and we had this one particular individual that came back finally and brought their stuff to us, and, but the cash value amount did not hand back to me because it was, it was $200 or $300 worth. and said, I'm sorry, we had to pay our bills the cookbook money from the church, <laughs> the, the checks was turned into us, but not the cash, because they, they needed to pay their bills. And it's been, everything's been made right. That's okay. I mean, so, don't, and I never tell you who it is or whatever, and, but listen, maybe we think, well, the company makes a lot, plenty of money, or they don't need it, they won't miss it, or, well, the boss drives five different cars, they won't miss, listen, it doesn't belong to you, don't take it. No matter how little you might think, they'll miss it. Don't take somebody else's stuff, your company or whatever. And um, if you didn't buy it, then it's not yours. And Brother Orton, why we talking about it? Because it seems like we're in a time we have to make it plain. And we need to make it plain. We understand this. And let, let's go here. You shall not steal time. Whether we get paid hourly or salary, our company is paying you to do a work for them. And every week or every other week or every month, however you get paid, you get paycheck from your work. But if if you were paid for 40 hours or 60 or 20, whatever you work, and you spent 8 hours of time on Facebook while... Now, I mean, if you've got... If you've got a job where something's running and they're okay with you sitting there, then that's different. But if you're supposed to be doing a job you're looking at Facebook or something, you're stealing from the company. That's not okay. That's not all right. Maybe, if if that's the case, maybe you're addicted. You need to check in somewhere and get that taken or delete it off your phone. How about that? And if you can't make a full day without apps and games and social medias, wait. Until a break or after work, take it off your phone and look at it when you get home on another device. Because otherwise, it's stealing. God, and I, I don't know if anybody necessarily, let me just touch on this. I don't know if anybody necessarily here owns a business. But um, we've seen the Lord addressing this issue that rather than weigh things on the scales right by itself, they had two different scales. We hear them talk about a just balance in the Word of God. They used one set of scales for buying something and another set of sales when they sold it. And they weighed two different things. So they'd get it at a cheaper price and sell it for a higher price. And they'd pay less for it and charge more, the same product. They were crooked. And God had had enough. And in Deuteronomy 25, God forg- told the people they couldn't have two different weights lest they be tempted to use them. And God called for those who has people under them to be honest in their business practice. Now, I don't know if think anybody here actually owns a business here, but it's just something that we need to know and understand. And when we get to the end of life, when it comes to this stuff, does it really pay off? Does it make us a better person? Will you be closer to to your family or closer to God because you cheated someone out of a few dollars. It is, it's possible to break the commandment accidentally. It's possible we do things accidentally. But if we ever do, do the right thing. The right things restore what was stolen. Apologize. I mean, how many times you got home and realized, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't pay for that. Go back through there. What do you do? The right things, go back and pay for it. Hopefully, they won't call the police, press charges if it's an accident, but we have to right our wrongs. And because it's a test of our integrity. You gave the cashier $20 for your items. They gave you back a $20 bill for change. Too much change. Praise the Lord. The Lord blessed me, right? Nope. That's a test for your integrity. We just smile and say thank you and go on, or we give it back and say, hey, you, you, you missed it. You don't know how many times I have done that, and somebody says, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Brother L.J. Harry tells a story in his book. He said there's a story of a preacher who moved to a new city to start pastoring a new church. He rode the bus each day to make it. From one place to another, when he sat down, he realized the driver gave him a quarter too much in change. It was a perfect devil angel atop-of-the-shoulder scenario. Give it back. uh, It'd be wrong to keep it. That's the angel. The other quarter, the bus charges too much anyway. What's the big deal? They won't miss it. That's the devil. When it's time to get off the bus, the preacher reached his pocket, pulled out the quarter, and said, Here, you gave me too much change. The bus driver smiled. Listen to this. You're the new preacher, aren't you? Said I am. I've been looking for a church, but I don't know where to go. I want to see if you would do what you would do if I gave you too much change. I'll see you Sunday. Even if that story is just a tall tale, that principle is so true. In this world full of people who do not believe, watching people who are supposed to be believers, they they're trying to see if we'll be honest enough to give back what doesn't belong to us. They're looking for something. Somewhere there is a teller or a cashier this next week or last week trying to figure it out. Did I give them too much? Did I misplace the money? Where did it go? I had a phone call this uh last week, last Friday. It wasn't this Friday Friday last. I missed it. I don't always answer the you know, the phone numbers that's not plugged in. I'm sure you do the same thing, but nowadays you'll get a, you get telemarketers from People's numbers you know, you know, it's just crazy. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. But uh, they call it, this is so-and-so just letting you know that I put your deposit down wrong. You're going to notice an extra $20 put into your account. That wasn't there. That's great. I, I probably wouldn't even look and checked it, honestly. <laughs> I bank there all the time. But somewhere there's tellers, there's cashiers, there's clerks that's looking, trying to figure out where the money went where did this come from, you know? And thankful on that side of it, she figured out, oh, I'm $20 too much. I need to let Mr. Orton know, hey, she could have kept it and I might not have never known. I'm thankful for her. Somebody was honest. But people who don't know Jesus will be more likely to hear about Jesus when we live more like Jesus. And since he's the one who wrote the book on honesty we got, his book said, You shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep going astray and hide yourself from them. You shall certainly bring them back to your brother. And if your brother is not near you or if you do not know him, then you shall bring it to your own house and it shall remain with you until your brother seeks it. Then you shall restore it to him. You shall do the same with his donkey and so shall you do this with his garment, with any lost thing of your brother's which he has lost and you have found. You shall do likewise. You must not hide yourself. Deuteronomy 22, 1 through 3. You're walking through Walmart, and you find $40 on the floor. All right! Right? You ever been there? This is me. This actually happened to me. That's what i done one day. And $40. found $40 on the floor. But David's always finding money out in the route, so it's you know hard to identify where he's at. But that's... I've thought that a few times. The most I'd ever found was $5, you know. Just where nobody, nobody tell me. But I looked down, there's $40. I said, sure, check this out. Pick it up. And I look ahead and this young man's walking in front of me. And I thought, put it in my pocket, go a different direction, right? Or I wonder if he dropped that. So we kind of fell in behind him walking. And by the time I got to him, he was already, this is the Princeton Walmart. He was already down to the... Cashier's uh the restaurant in the lawn and garden and he was fixing to talk to his friend down there, he was a worker at Walmart, fixing to talk to the cashier down there and I seen him do this number. I seen the look on his face and I realized he had lost something. I walked up and said, Hey man, did you lose some money? Uh, yeah. What? I said, What'd you lose? He said, forty dollars. Here you go, you dropped it back there. And the look on his face was priceless. It was worth more than the $40 that I could have pocketed and walked away easily, and he would never known, right? He was very gracious, very thankful. I could have kept it, but I had broken the commandment because I knew I was a good chance, you know. See, here's the thing. If you take it from someone and they didn't give it to you accidentally, well... But what if you're the one who lost the 40? You've probably been there too, right? What if you needed, it was grocery money. What if it was, you'd be glad somebody give it back to you. So we have to think about those things. It's, this is an integrity, stealing. But I mean, there's mean people, okay. They're, I was talking about the hacking, how they, they took the thousand dollars. There's people literally, all they do is punch in combinations of credit card numbers uh, passwords, they just that's all they do all day long trying to take our stuff that's mean, that's cruel I don't think none of us sitting here are going to be doing that today but I also don't want to be on the other side of it to where I'm compromising my integrity just a little bit because honesty is always the best thing and it, I'm going to bring this to a close today there, I'm on more facets that I could go with this, but, but, and the last, but definitely not the least, is the one thing to steal from, from guy, some guy woman. But what about stealing from God? How could we possibly steal from God? First, let me cross this. God gives us spiritual gifts, talents. And when we keep them to ourselves and refuse to use them in the church, we're stealing from God. When he's gave us abilities and talents and we waste them, otherwise, we are stealing from God. Alright? We hide our light under a bushel. In this way, we're stealing from God. And, and we've got to go here. Will a man rob God yet... You have robbed me, but you say in what way have I, we robbed you in tithes and offering? You're cursed with a curse. With, um, if you have robbed me, even this whole nation, bring all the tithes of the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open your windows of heaven and pour out upon you such a blessing, there's not enough room to receive it. Malachi 3, 8 through 10. Famous scripture, but is it possible to rob, rob God of what rightfully belongs to him? Yeah. Everything we have belongs to God. We look at the principle, you know, the talents. Let's go farther than that. that You're bought by a price. You are not your own. And we don't give ourselves to God. And the stuff that we have, it's His. And here's the thing with tithing. People think, oh, the church always wants, and this is not a tithing sermon. I'm probably going to talk about that for too long. but, But... This is this is the real principle of tithing. Tithing is a it's a weekly reminder that every paycheck, every blessing, every benefit, every bonus that comes from God. And God gave us gave us tithing to remind us to put God first. And we should gladly give the first 10th of our income back to God as a tithe. That's what it is. And tithing is not it's not a tip we throw in the offering plate because we like the service, tithing. It's a heart, it's a heartfelt expression that God, I'm depending on you and I'm thankful for what you've given me. This is the real principle of what tithing is. It's the fact that it's a it's designed to be a reminder that, oh, I gave you everything, but why don't you give 10% of that back and we'll operate the church with it? And here's the thing God's going to operate, he's going to do what he wants, whether people give or not. In his book Money, Possessions, and Eternity, Randy Alcorn wrote, we literally can't count our blessings thanking him for his generosity. Tithing is a built-in reminder of our, of our unlimited debt of gratitude we owe to God. When we refuse to return the tithe to God, we're not robbing the pastor or the church, we're robbing God. Included in this eighth commandment is, thou shalt not steal from God. And what do we do if we've broken this commandment? Well, I'm going to tell you something that I've done. Now, this again, this is a whole other subject—tithing. But somebody says, "Do you pay off? You pay off the gross, or pay off the net." <laughs> so one person, but this way, you—you want a gross blessing or a net blessing? <laughs> so, but uh, that's really not even the real principle with it. But for the longest time, I was. Um, I was paying off my net. You can do, you know, you can do whatever. I pay off the gross now. But uh, I paid off the net. And then one day, it just dawned on me. I had insurance coming out. I had retirement coming out, all this different thing. And it's like, I'm not really paying my full tithe. And so, I, this has been several, several years. It's probably been well over 20 years ago. And I, I come to the conclusion, wow, there's a lot of money that I haven't paid in tithes. I should have paid in tithes. So, I always round my tides up $5 because I figured sooner or later I'm going to catch up with everything oh God anyway which he wouldn't care I'd just say God I'm sorry he would forgive me whatever so I just round it up so if if I have a check whatever if it come out to be uh, say $301 I'm not paying $30 10 cents well, I'm going to pay $35 if you can do what you want, I'm not telling you, you to do. It. I'm just telling you what I, because I wanted to make sure I was covering this. I mean, here's the thing. We got people that, um, we look up and realize, I've got all this stuff, and we're actually, we're living off of everything God's given us. He'll get his tithes back, whatever. But we just need to ask God to forgive us. Repentance begins by telling God, hey, I'm sorry. Asking him to forgive us. And thankfully, when, when someone, when we generally repent, God forgives us. Then we've got to um, ask the people who've wronged us to forgive us, right? And it, here's the thing. If you've stolen something and you not made it right, we just need to confess and say, hey, I'm sorry. Hopefully we've got nobody here that's in this place, but uh, I remember being a young man stealing a, I remember what kind of candy bar it was, a Babe Ruth candy bar. And it was the pantry in Dawson and Beulah. And I remember why. I just stole them for some reason. You know, that's during that time when we got in trouble and went to jail, you know. There's two things I remember stealing. From Kmart, it was a box of pellets. And it was the same night we went, broke into the school, and a Babe Ruth candy bar. Of course, it's been years ago, and I haven't done it, but I've thought about doing it many times. I don't know if the pantry even exists anymore. It may be the kangaroo, maybe. I don't even know. I thought about finding the price of a candy bar and sending it to them and saying, look, I stole a candy bar when I was a kid years ago. I'm making it right. <laughs> Kmart. i I thought about I haven't done it. Now, I've heard them stories. I've just asked God to forgive me and hoping everything would be okay. But, um But I have heard stories where people have literally sent that money into companies and said, look, I stole this years ago. Please forgive me. Blah, blah, blah. We think it's funny, but is it? It is probably the right thing to do. But if we've stolen something that's in our possession, the right thing to do is go back, give it to them, confess. If they choose to press charges, that's their choice and that's their right. We can't control what they may do, but... We have to do what's right and make things right. And to make things right, we must restore according to the word of God what we stole. That's called restitution. So if we've stole anything from anyone, we just ask God to forgive us. Ask them to forgive you. Restore what you stole and then just don't steal no more. And that's pretty much all I gotta say with this. We think it's all to be cut and dry, don't steal, but we need to look at this stuff and cause what For us here today, I mean, we're regular, we come all the time. The bottom line is what we need to do when we look at this particular type of scripture is integrity. We need to be people of integrity. And there's a lot of things that can break our integrity down. And it's so important. Integrity is so, 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 so important. And um, so, anyway, let's don't steal. And we need to give all we can to the Lord ourselves and just try to do what we can do what's right so lord I ask you to help us god we think so many things should be cut and dry but i know they're not always lord i'm just asking that you would help us and you would lead us and guide us we live in a very fallen world and we know people will take advantage of us and we ask that we wouldn't accidentally or on purpose take advantage of someone else help us be people of integrity Moral people, God, that when they see us, they know there's something different about us. They see our integrity. They see our witness. And Lord, that even the simplest things of not even um, taking an ink pen from work that's not ours, Lord, help us to be the witness that you have called us to be in this time, because this time is so fallen. It's fallen. This fallen world is showing up so much, and we need men and women of integrity that will stand in their integrity and be the light. God, that we do not steal from you because we're not sharing the gospel that you have freely given us, but you said freely you have been given, so freely give. And Lord, I'm asking that we don't hoard that up and cheat this world of the gospel by uh, stealing the good things you've done for us and not sharing it with others, Lord. Just pray that we help us today. We're so thankful for everyone here today. Just ask that you would bless in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. We'll take a break and we'll get going here in a little bit.